Hello, 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 ladies and gentlemen. You are listening to the Westcliff Climb. So glad to be here with you, Pastor Joshua Duffy. Um, so we're going to just kind of dive right in here with the uh, the uh, limited time that we have. Um, we're going to look at the or versus the and. The or versus the and. What, am, what on earth am I talking about? Um, first of all, just to kind of give you kind of a backdrop and uh, some context here. You know, so often when uh, we look at the world that we're living in today, there's there's a natural push um, and, and a pressure on on pastors not to get uh, political. Um, here's here's the weird thing about the way that this is all playing out is in a world and in a culture in which everything is seemingly becoming politicized, it the the options of topics in order to be faithful to not being political. Uh, are becoming extremely limited over time. That seems to be the trajectory. If it's remotely controversial, um, there, there's a decent chance a politician has already spoken out, spoken out on it, tweeted about it, or is actively uh, either putting together some kind of policy or uh, you know some kind of a plan to address said issue. So that puts uh, that puts the the church and followers of Jesus in in an interesting situation because. Uh, how do you address the things that are happening in our world around us, um, and how do you do it, ba- you know, faithfully and biblically without people just initially thinking, "Hey, you know, you're just diving into politics." So it's just kind of an interesting, crazy time. Um, and and I thought I would look at the or versus the and. Um, the world that we live in is very much or driven, um, and it, and that's intentional. Uh, when you create a, an or type world. Um, it's really designed uh, from a, you know, from a biblical standpoint. Really, even from a demonic, more specifically, a demonic standpoint, it can effectively divide God's people at a minimum. Um, at a max maximum, it can just put them on their heels to create just enough confusion to where uh, if they they either don't speak out at all or if they do. Um, you know, they're kind of caught between kind of these false options that exist. And that's what happens a lot of times in culture is you'll notice that, that an event will happen or a situation will happen. And if it has any real legs, you you will be handed your options, which are uh, perfectly crafted for you to be either this or that. You're either in this camp or you're on that camp. And, and in doing so, then you're put very cleanly and clearly into a category, into a box. Um, and uh, there's, there's no middle ground or there's no third way of, of thinking through life and how that all happens. And, uh, and then it, it also limits dialogue and everything else. Because once you can categorize and dehumanize people, um, then at that point, um, you know, there's, there's no way you can have any kind of progress. And so when you look at like the like followers of Jesus one of the ways in which a, a fallen world, a sinful world, um, and if you look at it from the eyes of the enemy, a really good like strategy, especially in the, in the American context, is to play the or game. So look at a situation and give people culturally, and, and you, will, you will feel it. You will feel it in living in our society of the or, whether it's been clearly stated to you, clearly put in your face or not, You'll feel this, and I and I just wrote out a list, and I'm curious as you as you hear me read off this list. Do you 
experience <clears throat> the ore that I'm talking about. Okay, here it is. You're either for people of color or you are for our first responders or police officers. Which one is it? Okay. Um, you're for Ukraine or you're for Putin. You're for a woman's right to choose or you're for denying women basic health care. You are for migrants coming across the border or you are you you have a lack or a sense of humanity about you. So you either you either have compassion or you don't. Okay. Um, you are for gun control or you're for mass shootings. You are for the LGBTQ movement with children specifically, or you're not an ally of children slash hateful. You are for the vaccine and the mask mandates, or you are a selfish super spreader. Um, you are for the election results of 2020 or you're a right-wing white supremacist conspiracy theorist. I mean, even if I'm in your, your view off of one or two or three or four, there has to be one that I just read that you would go, I kind of feel that. And it's weird because society and culture is coming to a place. I don't know if you picked up on this, like they're dying to put you in a, in a category and you don't even have to state your opinion. You just have to ask questions. <laughs> like if you just don't pick right away and you just ask, well, Hey, what's up? What's up with this? Um, you know, like what, then what, right? Like if you just ask questions, then you're, you're almost a threat. Before you've even stated which one, the or of it, you're already in a camp because the whole design of every one of those is to put you in a camp, not to think critically, not to ask hard questions, not to engage in dialogue, not to uh, to see what is kind of gaslighting, uh, what's fear mongering, um, you know, what's character assassination. But here's one thing I do know. And it is a biblical principle. Um, this world is not for you if you're a Christian. Like, really, they're not for you. Um, they're going to espouse enough of your beliefs for it to kind of be palatable, like sort of, you know? Um, you know, that that's kind of how it is. Like, they're not going to to ever fully be on your side completely and fully. So the whole idea is just to put you in one of these extreme camps. Um, what's so interesting to me is if you really think about like Jesus uh, does not walk. And if so, like rarely ever walks in the or Jesus puts an and. Um, and his ministry is marked by an and that is very, very different and hits the whole and hits the world and hits culture very, very differently. Um because as I just said, I read off all those cultural issues. 
They're all designed and custom made, not for you to ask questions, not for you to think critically, not for you to find resolve, not for you to engage in dialogue. Um, it's just designed for you to fall in one camp or the other. And what's so interesting about Jesus by contrast to the way that our culture and society engages in dialogue is Jesus actually um, puts an and where often our culture like would try to even pigeonhole him 2000 years ago. They tried to pigeonhole him with kind of the or type thing. They tried to put him in a camp. But Jesus would would confront the world with the most fascinating of ands where the world would put an or. And it was really concerning himself, right? Like, here, check this out. John 1, chapter 14 says this, the word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and the only son who came from the father, full of grace and truth. Our world would think of, even with all of those issues I just read, they think of the world in terms of grace or truth. I mean, even when you think about it, like in your world, when you've had enough of a person and they've pushed you to your edge, most of us, whether we do it intentionally or unintentionally, we have kind of like a thought like, okay, am I going to give them grace or am I give them truth? Again, you, you may not cognitively think it, but you will err on one of the two responses, right? I'm going to cut them some slack. I'm going to, I'm going to show them maybe even mercy, right? Grace or truth. I'm going to show kindness. I'm going to go above and beyond for them. Okay, I'm going to give them grace. I'm going to give them something that they don't deserve of kindness and love, right? Or I'm going to give them the truth. And usually we associate the truth in those situations when it's applied to us, where you're hitting them between the eyes with the, with the hard reality. Okay. So like, that's how we think of it. We, we think of it in one camp or the other. Am I going to hit them with the left or am I going to hit them with the right? Am I going to give them the jab or am I give them the uppercut? Okay. Or the hug. So like, that's, that's how we think. And that's not how Jesus does this. He, his ministry and his life is marked with an and. I mean, if you even think about it, like, like full, like as John 1 chapter 14 would say, like full of grace and truth. Like think of how bizarre that is. Like you don't live in a society. We don't even live in the dimensions. All right. Like a three-dimensional world that even has room for something to be full twice over. Doesn't make any sense, right? Like if I have a glass of tea and it's full, and then I have a glass of lemonade that's full, that same cup can't be full of tea fully and full of lemonade fully. That half of something or one whole of something is going to spill all over the counter, right? It's more. You want to go Arnold Palmer, you got to go half tea, half lemonade. You're welcome in advance. Do that for lunch today, just in honor of this podcast, right? But it's half and half. You want to fill something up with two items, it's got to be half and half, 50-50. It can't be 100%, 100%. But that's that's how radically different even just Jesus is from on the baseline level, right? So he's able to walk in grace and truth. It's classic example, woman at the well. He, he hits her with a lot of truth. But even the fact that he would engage with her at all is an incredible amount of grace. He's stepping over every kind of social taboo imaginable 
And if you think that there's kind of hatred today, you wouldn't even believe the hatred that exists existed to some degree today, but way off of the charts 2,000 years ago between the Jews and Samaritans. It's, I mean, it goes deep, goes way, 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 way deep. So for Jesus to even engage from a Jew to a Samaritan, then on another level, like to be a rabbi talking to a commoner, then on another level, a man talking to a woman like this. He, he stepped over so much, let alone a woman who is known to be a notorious sinner, um, you know, exchanging her body more or less for rent. Like, it's just nuts what he would do. But it's Jesus that he would walk in that way of being both grace and truth. So first thing I would just tell you, like, as a follower of Jesus, like, don't get sucked into the or. All of these discussions, right, they're made to pull you into a camp that then annexes your faith. It it attempts to politicize your faith. That's kind of the joke, the weird thing, right? People are wanting people of faith not to step in and interject their faith into politics, but politics is already moving in and social agenda is already trying to move into the faith. I mean, it's just a messy reality, a messy time. So my first piece of advice to you is, you know, number one, the person that we love, serve, and honor and adore, this world ultimately uh, stripped him of all of his clothes, beat him within an inch of his life, wrongly tried and convicted him, and hung him on a tr- cross and killed him. And Jesus is like, hey, by the way, if you follow me, it's not going to end well. I mean, don't expect it to go well for you at all. Uh, if it does, it's great, but there's a chance it may end up for you like it did for me. And he's kind of making the disciples aware of that. So one thing you have to keep straight, that there may not be enough like really incredible arguments, right? And rhetorical moves that you can make to keep the world from still hating you like it hated Jesus. It hated Jesus, it's most likely going to hate you too. And that's from the that's from Jesus. That's not from Josh, right? So that's what Jesus is saying. So on one level, you just have to know, push comes to shove, it may still not go well for you, right? But it's also just realizing like this is on a on the surface level is designed to keep you out of dialogue. It's designed to keep you from having the dialogue with people who think differently than you um, so that you won't have those moments like Jesus had with the woman at the well. That's the whole point. It's to make people afraid of one another, unwilling to engage with one another and put one another in camps rather than getting eyeball eyeball to eyeball like Jesus, having a real conversation, and then asking, begging, pleading with the Holy Spirit to get engaged in the conversation, to work and speak into your heart and your mind in those moments, leaning fully on the presence of God to help you navigate the conversation in such a way that God would reveal the and in that conversation of grace and truth. Because everything I read to you they're really all meant to be, they're all false dichotomies. They're all straw man. It's all gaslighting. It's all garbage. It really is. Um, and that's that's where our world is going. And that's where the world is always gone, right? Um, and so this is just something that I, I, I want to I place in front of you guys, you know? And so, of course, like with Jesus, no different than Jesus, you know, it's Jesus is in the big things and the small things. Right. I mean, the impact of his death and resurrection, it obviously had a macro 
you know, macro level impact, of course, for all time, right? But there's also the small. It's the personal, intimate, just you and Jesus moments as well. That's what's so cool about Jesus. It's macro and micro. It's both and. You know, so for you as a Christian, when you're engaging in your world, be mindful, like be mindful, have your radar up for the the false or discussions designed to silence you, designed to put you in a box, designed to keep you from asking critical questions and having critical conversations. It's all, it's, it's all designed to do that, right? Be mindful of that. At times, Jesus, they tried to put Jesus in these same arguments and camps. You know, one time they had a situation where they're, they're debating about marriage and certificates of divorce. And they tried to pin Jesus on an or type situation, right? And he's just like, he just comes back to him and he's like, it was not so from the beginning. Boom, drop the mic, walk out. What's his point? I'm not playing your dumb or game, right? It wasn't so from the beginning. You all fouled it up. And now that it's so far gone, you want me to fix it. You know what? Wasn't so from the beginning. And you knew that too before you asked me the question later, right? That's one, that's one particular moment, right? I mean, do we give to Caesar or not give to Caesar, right? What does he say? They're trying to give him an oar. I mean, they're trying to trap him. What does he do, right? Give to Caesar what is Caesar, give to God what is God. Boom. <laughs> so you see the game, like he doesn't get pulled into those games. And you can see where even the Pharisees 2,000 years ago, they would try to bait him into an oar moment and then they could trap him. No different than you today. Your culture and your society will try to pull you into or discussions. And the Jesus side of the discussion will transcend the discussion every time. And to the person listening to you that that isn't really having the ears to hear and the heart to hear and the eyes to see spiritually, they may see your response as a non-answer. I'm sure the Pharisees looked at Jesus in some ways and were like, that's not, you know, really, you know? But it, do, it doesn't matter because his kingdom wasn't of this world. His goal wasn't what their goal was. So there is the, the micro and the macro. There's the macro understanding of what he did on a very, very high level. And then there's the micro. The micro is very, very personal, right? So what would I say to you? I'd say as a follower of Jesus, don't get suckered into it. Don't get pulled into it. Make sure that, yeah, you engage. You know, Your vote in our context, in our country, beautiful thing, right? Engage in it be a part of the bigger process. But don't forget that culture and society is impacted first under the roof of your own home. Now there's the micro. It's it's all those little days with your your wife or your husband or your kids, you know, your spouse. Like it's it's all of that in between and what you're teaching them and the life that you're spending with them. You know, and when enough people begin to do that in a faithful way, it becomes a culture. So don't overlook that for the sake of what can you legislative, legislatively put through. You can put through whatever you want. And if the heart of people is far from God, th- that, that can be a major problem as well, right? Just behavior modification. Biblically, that can, there's, there's a whole nother trap waiting for you. So that's what I would, I just wanted to encourage you in light of our video, 
that we put out of what that looks like. Okay. The or in the and. Uh, if you sense that, it's nothing new. Jesus went up against the very same thing in his ministry and in his life. The ways of God transcend the discussion. They're higher above it. They require higher thoughts. And with the guidance of the Holy Spirit, when you're caught in those moments, he'll most certainly deliver and deliver well for you. Um, and so I would encourage you, recognize what it is. It's from evil. It's demonic. It's cultural garbage. Okay. All of those issues and the false options. Um, Jesus presents in his life and in his ministry a third way. And the third way is finding resolve in him. And a percentage of the world did not like that idea. And a percentage of the world may not like that idea coming from you either. And that's okay. That's okay. But when the opportunities come your way to express what you think about any of these issues, um, there is a way to think deeply about everything that's going on in American culture and throughout the world and to see it from a kingdom level discussion. So um, there it is. Jesus is grace and truth, not grace or truth. And he took on the oars of the world by never once sacrificing grace and truth. The Holy Spirit is with you. You can be in the middle of conversation and pray and the Holy Spirit will show up and give you the wisdom and the words that you need in the moment. Just trust and lean. You can be listening to someone and silently praying in your own mind, <laughs> you know, like, Holy Spirit, please give me the words right now. I don't know what to say. That's cool. God will come through for you. And, uh, and the outcome of those conversations and those opportunities are in his hands always. All right. That we speak grace and truth. And that can only happen in Jesus name. So love you guys. Let me pray for you. Heavenly Father, we just thank you so much for the opportunities to minister to the world in the midst of discussions that require so much discernment. Help us to see them for what they are, that they're not rooted in an end game that brings you glory, honor, and praise, that the false dichotomies that are placed before us are not meant to point to the cross and the hope of the empty tomb. Um, these are These are false options. Um, designed to separate and divide people, create dissension. God, help us to be those who speak grace and truth. That only happens when you're involved and you're right in the middle of it. And we know not everyone will accept those words. We know that not everyone will accept those discussions and they didn't accept you. Why would they accept us? But that means we still carry the responsibility to try as sinful people to follow in your footsteps and to navigate this world in your likeness to the very best of our ability. We love you so much, Jesus. Go before us in our conversations and our opportunities. It's in your name. Amen. Love you guys. Shout out to Tessa Brooks. Uh, you are for accepting everything or you are a horrible person because you have boundaries. I think that's a great thought. Thank you so much, Tessa, for that insight. Tessa's got a book out, by the way. Look up Tessa Brooks and uh, her most recent um, creation. Cool, cool stuff. Thank you for checking us out, Tessa, today. Uh, love you guys. We will see you soon next week. Bye. Bye.